0: It's May 29th, and you're listening to Product Management Daily. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by CRIMA, a 100% U.S.-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us. So today I actually had the chance to do one of our strategy and alignment sessions. We were working on an internal product, but in the process, I thought, you know what? I would love to tell our listeners about the the exact formula or kind of the experience that we go through when we do a a strategy and alignment session. That's normally what we do with a client to kick off every project that we work on. Um, And lots of different companies call them different things. But today I want to talk about the kind of two to three main activities that we do in those sessions that we find are super helpful for getting everyone on the same page in a really reduced amount of time so that we can move forward and start building on the product. All right, first things first, the pitch. It always starts out with a pitch, right? It always starts off with saying somebody saying, I've got this idea or I've got this problem I need to solve or I've got this scratch that I want to itch, but it always starts with the pitch. So we allow the cl- customer, the product owner, the founder, the product manager, whoever's the, the kind of decider, the lead, to give a short, super short, we put a timer up, a three to five minute pitch of what their product idea is. So it may start with, they have it all figured out and they've thought through everything. Or it may start with, I've just got this kind of you know, seed of an idea and we need help to unpack it. But we allow them to take that time to say, why are we in the room? why are we looking at this idea and uh and what do you believe it should be it's your baby it's your your idea now it'll take a different shape as we move forward but it's a great place to start so that they feel like they have ownership and we know that we're starting to quickly understand what's motivating them around creating this product next up is the lean business model canvas if you follow our youtube channel or anywhere else that we have produced content you know we love lean so if you haven't read Eric Reese's Lean Startup or studied what Toyota has done in, in uh, the Lean methodologies or um, looked at kind of where Lean overlaps with Agile and just kind of this world, yeah, we know it's been around for a long time. What I really love out of Lean is just the simplicity of looking at how can you understand a large business, um, business plan in a very concise way. Now, there's been business... Um, models before or business model boards before lean just takes a slightly different approach where it really focuses your attention around the customer segments the market that you're going to be shooting for. And again, that market or the customer segment may be internal customers, it may be your, your internal sales team, it may be users inside your company. But again, who's going to be using the product? Also, who's going to be buying the product? Who's the one that's the decision maker to actually write the check? is it a board of directors is it is C level director level manager level how do we know that we can get people excited about that that product that we're building then it moves over to the problem so for those people what problem are we solving we try to narrow that down to one or two problems anything more than that we're just working on too much at first then we will jump around from there i'm not going to be on or i'm not going to lie it's not always the same thing but we often will go over to Um, look at why is it an unfair advantage for a company like us, both a combination of Crema and the client or the client themselves or the market or the space that they're in, why do they have an unfair advantage to create this product? Is it because they're experts in the field? Is it because they have a better distribution channel than somebody else? Is it because they have access to IP that no one else has? Those are all questions we like to know because it'll help to understand what we can leverage to make a great product for them next we go over to the solution this box is the smallest box on the whole board because people want to fill it with lots of things but at a high level we talk about what are the core features what are the core functionality or the core purposes of the app so that we can really unpack we know that each of those core things is going to have a lot of work but how do we keep those um, kind of condensed and small now given that we know we have an unfair advantage we're solving a very clear problem for a group of people How is this a unique value proposition? What makes this unique? Um, If you go back to the problem box, sometimes what we'll do as well is actually at the bottom of the problem space, we'll say that what are the existing alternatives that people are using to solve this problem? Most problems have been solved in some way. The question is, is what are they doing to take care of that today? If it's a big enough problem, there's gonna be ways that they're hacking their way around it. And so we wanna know what those ways are so that we can say we are uniquely positioned, or we have a unique value proposition to be different than them. Going forward from there, then we talk about channels. How can we get the word out about this product? Is it a social media campaign? Is it influencer marketing? Is it partnerships with third-party providers? A lot of different ways you can look at channels, but the basic idea is how are we going to let the world know that this thing exists, and then how are we going to get people to come in and make a decision to buy it? Next, is we go over to key metrics, key metrics are really hard because you're making a lot of assumptions here. But what we want to do is we want to say what is success at each of the different levels? Is it month, or month, a month over month revenue on a SaaS product? Or is it just the first 10 customers saying yes? Is it 100 yeses from a survey? Is it 10 interviews where people gave us good feedback? Um, It can be a number of different things. Is it 40% retention? You know, like we can be setting different metrics, but go ahead and state some actual numbers. We try to not let that be too vague, but actually get into real numbers that would um, drive what that product should be aiming for. It's going to change. That's okay, but the numbers help. The last two boxes at the bottom are cost structure and revenue structure. I'll be honest, we don't always get to these in the strategy and alignment session, um, mostly because the client understands there's a cost to develop, market, and grow a business, Um, but there's also a, a number of different revenue lines. We've often talked about what their revenue model is before we got in that room, so we just don't always put it on the board, but if we have time, we do dive into what are the different revenue models they could take. Are they selling by the seat? Are they doing a data play? Are they looking at as a multi-sided marketplace that they're gonna take a transactional cost? Is there a rev share? There's a lot of different ways to look at the revenue model for technology. So that is the second activity. We talked about the pitch and then the second activity is the lean business model canvas. This is one of the fastest tools I've ever used to start to get everybody on the same page um, around where the product ought to be going. The next activity is called the worst solution. You may pick up that we're taking a lot of inspiration from design sprints or from design thinking or from agile and lean, but worst solution is a really interesting and quick activity that you can take. Each person puts a sticky note up on the wall of the worst possible thing we could do or the worst thing we could build that would point us in the wrong direction with this app. A lot of the business solutions that we build are currently being managed with Excel. And almost always, there's a note up on the wall that says, don't rebuild Excel. And we agree. So what that allows us to do is then turn back around to the other side of the room and focus on the story spine. The story spine is a really helpful activity to very quickly capture the features and the functions of an app while actually at the same time articulating the uh, user journey of um, the user of the application. So similar to user journey mapping, which again is a design thinking principle, um, we've taken from a couple different books this idea of both epics and user stories, a very agile um, asset um, or artifact. And we've basically combined that on a wall where we say, okay, what is the epic spine or what are the high level themes that we're trying to accomplish across the top? So starting with authentication and then onboarding, and then user profile generation, and then you know um, managing a certain set of assets, and then settings and account and integrations and everything else as you go down the line across the top. Then as you come down from each of those columns, you get the user stories or the more very specific features that you think will need be needed to build up to that story spine above, or the epic spine above. Now, the way that we do this is that we move very quickly across the top, then we come back and we fill in down, and then we draw a line in the sand. Because as we all know, if we try to build everything, we won't won't build anything well. So we try to draw a line in the sand and say, what is mission critical? What can we not launch this next next release without? And so we'll draw a line and we start pulling sticky stories down. And sometimes we pull a whole epic row down or, excuse me, epic column down. And that's just to say, it's not that we don't want to do it eventually. It'll be in our backlog. It'll be in our list of things to do, but it's not going to be prioritized. We believe that this next release needs to have everything that's above that line. And we really press hard into what can we take away. So those three activities allow us to actually get to a really deep and quick understanding with our client around what are they trying to create, who's it for, and what will it be that we're striving for in that first release. Now we know if you're on a product team, you probably have your own processes about how to get people strategically aligned for either the next release or the initial release of your product. So I want to know from you, what tools do you use to create alignment across your team around the direction you want to go? doesn't mean that everybody has to 100% agree. Um, It definitely just means that you're heading in the right direction and and a shared understanding of the direction you want to go. So let us know. Again, send us a message or shoot us an email, hello at crema.us, and we'd love to to hear how you're building your products. Um, Until next time, keep iterating, keep building, and have a great day. We'll see you guys tomorrow.